me? Sorry. Um, do you speak English? No, I don't. Sorry. Should we directly jump into the topic of the day? Topic of the day? What is our category named? Topic of the... Week. Week. Topic of the week. Okay, topic of the week. I forgot what it is. I know what it is. I've forgotten. When English people are too polite. Ah, yeah. Or how would you call that? It's actually coming from my point well, of view. Well, <laughs> I'd call it the the lack of backbone, <laughs> but it has a name. Well, it's actually a phrase which all Brits kind of inadvertently stick to, which is keep calm and carry on. Someone somewhere listening to this probably has a tote bag they bought that one time they came to London, which Ooh. has keep calm, carry on with like a crown behind yeah, it or something. You see it know. everywhere yeah. in these souvenir shops. Well, that in in general is quite a nice diplomatic approach. That's why I call it too polite, because politeness is amazing, friendliness is amazing, but it can go into a wrong direction. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, the initial, I think it came from World War One or World War Two, where you had literally no influence on what was going on on world affairs. And so all you could do is literally just keep the economy r- running by buying your groceries and, you know, don't just pa- go on. Don't panic. Trust in the process. Trust in the process and the leaders of the country to make things right again. So that worked out so well. <laughs> well, initially it did, I guess. We defeated fascism under the keep calm and carry on. But nowadays when we're not fighting fascism, we're just ignoring easy situations that are easy to rectify. Mm. But yeah, we I'm, gu- I'm moment, guilty of it. I'm massively guilty of it. I, but can I say just politically, please don't keep calm and carry on. Okay, that was all I do about politics today. <laughs> yeah, you've made your stance known. Made my stance known. Um, yeah, go on. You're guilty. I'm very guilty of it. Um, one, I think one anyway, because I'm kind of an agreeable person. Yeah, you're very relaxed. I, I like peace. I like harmony which I think is all well and good because some people I do think go out looking for a fight, mm. which is not me. But sometimes you need to go out with that fighting attitude. And you've actually helped me with that because German, Germans <laughs> do not keep like calm. Germany, you don't like peace. <laughs> Germans do not keep calm or carry on. Well, I think what it is is I actually like this idea of like, I also am a very harmony-loving person, harmony-needing person. Mm. But where it stops for me is injustice. And that's yeah. where, where I could scream louder than anyone else. Yeah. And I don't do that particularly, but I do speak up and I want to speak up. And I, cannot, I can actually not not speak up. When shit yeah. hits the fan, you're very much there to clean the fan, whereas... I have a very shitty fan that I've not cleaned in a while. Well, 
you got better with it. You speak up now. But I actually, well, I think we both learn a lot in this sense from each other because yeah. I like to be more like you and you like to be more like me. And there we meet yeah. in the middle. Or we actually compliment each other in that sense. So that's good. True, true. I'm like, calm down, dear. He's not, you know, like when you hear the women on the streets when you're <laughs> trying to sleep in the middle of the night and there's a guy, come on, there you go. And you always hear the woman, he's not worth it. Leave <laughs> him alone. He's not worth it. I'm that, I'm that like drunk woman. In this scenario, and you're that, the... you know, describe a scenario that was actually probably not worth it. So <laughs> drunk people fighting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. That, that's the keep calm and carry on scenario. I always loved it, and I still love it in a sense that attitude. But then we had some situations in the past months, especially with our construction work in this house here, where no one until now wanted to speak or is speaking up about a lot of beep things happening <laughs> a lot of shit happening yeah. and german culture is if something is wrong especially in a workplace in a work scenario where there are like well in germany at least there are plans and processes structures hmm. order rules and all of that <laughs> then if it goes wrong you don't have to pick a fight but you you do say hey listen let's sit down this goes wrong What can we do about it? Find a solution. He, <laughs> well, it's also a very subjective now, very like singular case. But if here things go wrong and go really, really, really wrong, like we had some things happening to our flat that were not nice, um, like water in, water in the rooms are coming from the ceiling and everything. Uh, no one speaks up here. Everyone just takes it and accepts that in the end, it might all be actually worse than before there's a feeling that your that life isn't fair and that's just how life is in, in in britain yeah like you have to take the good with the bad even though you probably could get rid of that bad life comes with its negative sides and yet i've really seen it displayed we both have where people could actually make their life a little bit easier but instead they think well this is my burden to bear yeah this is going to go down in my autobiography like our neighbors are super lovely but yeah you you do see that they are willing to put up with things which are not necessary yeah um i give a short example a neighbor handed out her key to the construction company for a day because they said we just have to go in and change a little something and she came back from work in the night and they've taken off half of her living room like opened the wall taking off the bay and her living room had no windows anymore was or i don't know one third was gone she just, and they haven't informed her before i don't know and she didn't say anything about it she, she just, just relayed her floor <laughs> like wooden flooring and they just like cut it all in half i was in complete oh yeah that as well i was in complete disbelief that like you obviously what has to be done has to be done but she wasn't informed at all oh wait Here I can practice. Not at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. You have to say the no before, otherwise it doesn't work. She hasn't been informed. Not at all. No, it doesn't work in that situation. <laughs> anyway, um, I was in complete disbelief. I was like, what? How can you accept this? And I want to say again, it's not about picking fights. I actually think it's a very healthy manner to say when things are going wrong because it's not about you don't have to be like in a 
argumentative or fighting behavior with someone. You can just say like, this is not going right. And this is also not the way this should be done. Let's talk about it. And But yeah, I, I also think the other way around, I also learned from you, I think, to step back at some issues and not say sometimes yeah. what I think. And then that's also very healthy. Yeah, you don't feel like you people are going to spit in your food. Do you know what I mean? There's hey, that now sounds like I'm someone that in restaurants complains. I never did this ever. No, no, I'm not saying that, but I know I know <laughs> and I English, don't like it either. I know English people that actually would complain even if the food was good because they knew that if you complain hard enough without anything you get money, you get off. money back. That's so shit. Which is horrible, which is bad, but I think you also pay the price for doing that by people then spitting in your food. No, I don't like to complain in restaurants because it's like it always comes to the wrong person. Even if someone does something, I mean in general, no one does anything maliciously wrong in a restaurant. If you get wrong food or if the food is not good, yeah, then the food wasn't good. Don't go there again if you don't like it. If you get wrong food, if it's completely wrong and I would like, as I'm a vegetarian, I would get meat, I would probably say, sorry, I'm a yeah. vegetarian. I can't eat that. Um, or it's if it's an allergy or so. But if it's just something slightly wrong, I would probably just eat it. Yeah. Vegetarian. No. <laughs> and I wouldn't say I didn't like it. I wouldn't do that. I also don't do reviews or something like this. Although it helps other people, but I don't know. In a restaurant, if you complain, it always goes to the wrong person, always to the poor servers that do their best. And yeah, I don't know. In general, even the chef, what and what does he have from that? Like everything in life, it's a fine balance. Exactly. Like if you don't ask, you don't get, which is a good reason to not just ignore life's sh shithousery. But then also, on the other hand, What's nice about Brits is that most Brits are very sympathetic and hopefully yeah. empathetic. They will listen to your story and they might help you out if you if you're not too much of a bitch about it. But on the other hand, what what ha tends to happen is Brits tend to live in a world of like wanting this sympathy. So we'll put up with enormous amounts of crap yeah. <laughs> in order to tell their story of oh how was your day? Oh wow, you wouldn't believe it. The, the builders, they did this and the toilet overflowed and there was shit running out of my toilet from other people's flats. But, you know, life just sometimes throws it just eggs at you and you just have to put up with it. <laughs> yeah. And if you then ask, like, oh, have you said something about it? What? Of course not. Don't be silly. Oh, God. I'd, n I'd never kick up a fuss. <laughs> but you know what? If you don't speak up, first, also a good thought, I think, you enable people that use this to be bad to you mm. because people that know you will never speak up can just do their own little bad ways knowing this yeah. and you don't provoke good change and process true that's a good point but saying that brits do speak up and here's a funny thing about when brits do speak up they do it from a point of they're the wrongdoer the first thing that comes out of their mouth would be i'm sorry already positioning themselves at the point of blame. Let's do Jerry Springer's, oh Jerry Springer's final thoughts. Do you ever watch Jerry Springer? He, at the end of a big episode, he did his final thought. And I think Jerry Springer's final thought would be, Brits, stand up for yourself. Germans, calm down. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> good, to, good learning process. Please, if you, um, if you hear this and you want to let us know how it is in your culture or maybe even... You are living in England or you are even German living in England or German just listening to this and you know the two cultures. Please let us know what you think about it because yeah. that's super interesting.
Yeah. And if you're listening to this also thinking, what on earth are they talking about and why are they talking so quickly and I can't understand, you probably can't, you've probably switched off by now. But if you haven't, then we offer a transcript player with this podcast if you become a member of Easy English by going to easyenglish.video forward slash membership. And the transcript player is a very clever, interactive way to keep up with the podcast and it allows you to translate everything that we're saying now into a variety of different languages. To look at it, try it out, and have a think about it, go to easyenglish.video forward slash membership. Next subject. Unhelpful advice. So uh, we had another message from our friend Marketa. She had a question which I've been kind of waiting to get, which is at the end of every episode of Easy English, you'll hear us saying both on the podcast, on the video, you'll hear us saying, ta-ra! 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 And Marketa wanted to ask, what the hell is a ta-ra? <laughs> How do you use it? Is it a bit like, I think she asked if it's a bit like ciao. Yeah, it's, it's not a greeting. You can't use it the same way Italians use ciao as an opening and a closer. It's purely a farewell, ta-ra. And where does it come from? Tell us, Mitch. I think, and I could be very <laughs> wrong, but I... I had a friend who was a chef in a workplace and he was a Welsh guy. I had a chef. I said, like, <laughs> if I was a rich man. I worked in a place and the chef of that place was a Welsh guy and he reckoned that Tara in Welsh means goodbye. He reckoned, so we don't know. He was a Welsh man and he could speak well. He spoke a language which he claimed to be Welsh, and he claimed that Tara was a Welsh farewell. But it's been adopted by um, many Northerners, Yorkshire people, Lancashire people. Um, How do you write it? Uh, you, can, you can write it in a few ways. You can write it T-A-R-A. T-A-R-A, yeah. Or you can write it T-E-R-A. Tara. Tara. And you'll hear this a lot up north. So hopefully you'll hear it in one of our uh, episodes we'll be doing when we go on the Easy English tour. Ah. Ah. Well, Goodbye. It says especially Northern British English, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's not Welsh. No, but the etymology, I think, it might not be spelt the same in Welsh, but I think the pronunciation is... Yeah, it's frequently used in Welsh as well. Okay. Yeah, it's another way. Welsh, of... yeah. Form of farewell in the Welsh language. It means bye-bye. Yeah, but it's like a nice way of saying bye, because bye feels a bit like terminal, like you'll never see that person again, but ta is a bit like, see you soon. Ta-ra, I like it. Such a good sound. Ta-ra. Um, it's just one of the few things I've managed to keep from... The from nor- up north. From up, up north. Up north. Where the miners are. <laughs> Got you. <laughs> You would only understand if you watched our last video. Yeah, that was an in-joke from our last episode about British accents. (laughs) So, next one. We have a recommendation. Culture Club. Yeah, 
I'm well, sorry. I don't. You'd... Yeah, I'm sorry, Izzy, because you haven't watched any of this. But I, and I won't, I think. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> I can't not talk about it because I'm a big movie lover and I, um, I'm a big fan of narrative video games, basically movies inside a video game where you can play the main character. And it's impossible for me not to talk about a series, an English series, American English, unfortunately, called The Last of Us. Probably people have heard of it. I'm sure, yeah. It's currently the highest rated TV show ever. Wow. And it's based on a video game that came out in 2002. And it's obviously come out at the right, just the right time now that COVID is um, slowly becoming less of an issue for people um, as it is based around a pandemic. Mm. that's the stuff that we want to see. That's exactly the stuff we want to see. We just had a few years of mad pandemic times and now people are just desperate to see people struggling mm. in their own pandemic. Oh, At face value, it's another just another zombie series. It is a zombie-ish type apocalyptic world, but with a true heart, I'd say, uh, about two loners struggling it out in harsh world and um yeah i would actually describe it more as like a a horror drama which i don't think has ever really been done because really i've there's been five episodes and inside those five episodes there have been two moments of horror of actual horror horror guts and gore and like giblets flying around but you taught me of some some storylines that were really nice yeah how do you combine this with zombies and actually don't tell me because it doesn't make sense to me well i would say there's big metaphor in all of it really because you could replace the zombies with not zombies and just horrible people and or the modern world and there's just these two people who are yeah kind of stuff who have both gone through something similar and you wouldn't generally connect them together but because of the modern world they've been brought together under weird circumstances but the one of the best things about the series is um and i think most people are speaking about it is episode three just completely veers off from the video game most of the series i'm recognizing i'm, I'm recognizing i'm recognizing parts of it from the video game like, oh yeah i remember that bit i did that bit blah, blah, blah. but there's like this third episode this little vignette starts and finishes within the, the third episode of a guy called Bill, I think, as paying a lot of attention. And it's, again, a story of like two people coming together who you wouldn't expect and just them connecting this kind of like conspiracy theory insurrectionist. <laughs> like he definitely would have been there on January the 6th. And his whole world being kind of turned upside down by a guy he wouldn't probably hate in the real world. And just them beginning of their meeting to the end of their life and how their relationship pans out throughout this kind of crazy over-the-top pandemic. My God, I watched it in bed and it had me in bits. It reminded me a bit of like up, first 10 minutes from up. Uh, there's a bit of broke back Mountain going on. Oh, my God. Best bit of television I've seen in a long time. It was great. So I really recommend that. If you want to get hooked on something which doesn't just do nothing. Like I always think those the most series sort of, oh, a little hint of something happening, then towards the end, big build up to something, and then, oh, God's sake, I've got to watch it again next week. Whereas this is like, 
loads of meat in each episode, meat with extra gravy. So yeah, go watch The Last of Us if you can find it. I really, really recommend it. It's not just for horror nerds and weirdos like me. Okay. Have I convinced you? <laughs> no, I, I, might, I, might, I might actually like it. Maybe yeah. the third episode you could just watch. You don't even have to own. watch the rest of the okay. series. No, no, I, I appreciate um, <laughs> your recommendation. Thank you. <laughs> okay, that was it for today. Now I'm the time, the time limiter keeper. here. If you have uh, any other questions like Marketa, who kindly... Uh, um, wrote into us but with her voice how do you say that in English an audio message <laughs> she left us an audio message oh, God. <laughs> then, she um... wrote into us no, <laughs> she wrote to us with her voice <laughs> oh dear so we had a long day <laughs> yeah long day so if you want to also leave us uh, a text message via your voice or a voice message then go to easyenglish.fm and there's a little yellow box called Telby you can use to send us a voice message asking any question you'd like or if you don't feel comfortable sending a voice message you can write an email to podcast at easyenglish.video see you in a couple of weeks bye bye ta-ra ta-ra ta-ra